Hey, Buka. <laughs> Every time I say Buka, I am very emotionally happy. You know, very vulnerable, very affectionate. So consider yourself favorite by me calling you Buka. <laughs> I miss you, Buka. Go on the screen. On the shout. I'm so happy to talk to you. Yes. I wait to watch, you know, the service that you be at for Wednesdays. They have something to look forward to. You know, but I did look in to see if you were there ministering today. I saw my hook I am favored. You are favored. I enjoy watching you. I didn't watch, a, you know, a lot, but, you know, I did, you know, watch you minister. You know, all you guys look so amazing. I look at, I'm looking at you, though. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even going to fake. I'm looking at you. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for everybody. Yo, I'm looking at you. You know, it's like, it's like bullseye, you know? I love you. I'm just so excited. You know how I get when I get excited. You know, I got to calm down. Yes. It was so important is that God hear me talk about you. The devil is such a liar. During this time, you know what God said to me, sweetheart? Quinesha, Quinesha, as my mouthpiece, guess what, Quinesha? Persecution is good. Feeling discomfort is actually comforting. Don't ever consider increasing is to feel low in order to increase. No, we have to become low, not to feel low. Because if we look too much of the persecution of the trials and tribulations, we're going to put the attention on us and take our focus off of the purpose. The purpose of the praise. Due to the preparation. You got to be glad in it. Glad in all, all of it. Everything about it. I cannot preach what I don't have. Like Christ said, I can only give what I have. These words are not mine. What you hear the Father say, you're going to hear me say. And that only. And walking with God and talking like God and living a life unto Christ... Who is a perfect example to being God like his characteristics, God's features. I cannot say what's been passed away. My past is behind. So old thoughts and old ways and old feelings regarding anything is behind us. So everything I'm feeling is new. Every thought I'm thinking, they are new. Demonstrating the new. And that's what's called transformation. Transformation happens on the inside. And because it would take place on the inside, due to the transformation, there goes the transfiguration, which is demonstrated on the outside. When Christ was with the disciples, he looked up to heaven in the presence of Moses and Elijah. And he began to transfigure due to the transformation. Order for you to see anything on the outside. Or God to be demonstrated on the outside. The glory to be revealed on the outside. The power, the strength on the outside. It comes from what's already taking place on the inside. 
So Q can't get upset anymore. Q can't get in her feelings anymore. Q can't point the finger at herself because Q now lives unto Christ. Yet not I live. Yet not I live. Yet not I live, sweetie. But Christ liveth within me. Within you. Am I going to make this for everybody? Oh, God. <laughs> Seriously? God said, Quinesha, yes, Father. Stir it back up. Stir it back up. Stir it back up. Yes, Father. Persecution is good. Feeling discomfort is good. The unfamiliar is good because the outcome is good. So don't think it's bad that God's going to have you to go through in order to receive good. He don't tempt us with evil. Only when we draw ourselves under our own ways of lust. When we're drawn under our own lust. There we are tempted. We're drawn away to our own lust. Lustful ways, lustful ways of thinking, speaking, feeling. And that's where we are tempted. And that's when we become tempted. Excuse me. That's when we become tempted. But if old ways passed away and all things become new, there is no more temptation. Now it's on every side, but there's no more within me. So instead of me thinking that I got to be upset to be in a storm or to see a mountain or to see an obstacle or to see hardships. No, that's opportunity to count it all joy because God is doing nothing but using that to cause you to prosper. See, the thing is, Satan having to be set up for us to fall. And how can we fall if we are drawn away? If we take our eyes off? If we get in the way? That's the only way Satan can do anything. If we get in the way. Some of us in our feelings right now. I'm being persecuted. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I'm walking on eggshells. So it's okay to not want to be bothered right now. It's okay to sit at the feet of Christ and be discomfort right now. It's okay to be sorrowful right now. No, it is not because your sorry days are over. The old you is passed away. All things become new. Always become of God. So all results is God-like. Because God is the one. So we know that God is in control. Why are we losing self-control? Come on. Oh, I got to go through this to get something. No, you've been changed to go up further. So what are we actually saying to God? It's discomfort to go up further? It's uncomfortable to become better, to go higher? He don't want us to feel low. He want us to remain low. Because if we remain low, then he's lifted high. How can we respond and relate 
are like God, but the old ways of us, the old thoughts of ours are passed away. So what's taking place here? Are we actually turning ourselves around and going back to pick things up that we cast down once again? Come on. Come on, Holy Spirit. Seriously. God was like, Quenisha. Yes, Father. What's going on here? What's being said? What's being said? Who's the finger being pointed at? All of you or all of me? So if the, if the finger's being pointed at me, then why are you crying? Why are you sad? Why are you discomfort? Why are you feeling uncomfortable? If the finger's pointed at me and you giving your life over to me because you said to yourself, I can't live my life the way it is anymore. I can't control my life anymore because I have no control over my life. My ways are not working. So let me see his ways. And you see his results. That's, that, therefore, excuse me, that's why we're still following after him. Hallelujah. If I still following after him, it's because we encountered something that can only come from him. So we know that he's good and he knows our outcome and we are more like him the more we become like him. So we already know the outcome. So why are we mad again? Persecution is good. Persecution is actually prosperity. You cannot receive, I cannot receive prosperity outside of it. We consider it persecution on a negative sense, but God look at it on a positive note. He's not going to give you anything negative to have you go through a punishment in order to receive the good. That means he's tempting you with evil. Because a lot of us do a lot of things outside of God's character throughout the persecution. So that means he tempts you of evil. And he said that he would not do. So how can we and why do we Say things that he doesn't if the old us is passed away. So we're not saying what he's saying. And if we're not coming alongside with him to do what he's doing regarding it, then there's some miscommunication with us laying our life down and picking it back up again. Many of us picked our life up already and thinking that we laid it down once again. See, the thing is, this is how you know you have transfigured. Because it's demonstrated on the outside that you had an encounter with God. You've been empowered by God and it changed your life for the better. You can never think negative thoughts again. You will never think to gossip again. You will never think to doubt again. You will never point the finger at yourself again. You take your thoughts off of you ever. You will never, ever think that way again. Never again. You will never be weary again. Never cry tears of sorrow again. Because you cannot give what you don't have. And the old is passed away. So all things become new. So what is the new that you receive? And why is that not being released? God said, Quenisha, yes, God. What's being said? What's being said? I don't want anyone to think, God says, 
that you have to feel troubled in order to feel joy. You have to feel joy by casting down the trouble because you know that everything works itself out. It's not that you feel bad while it's working itself out. That's knowing that that is not. Because you're clearly, and I clearly demonstrate how we really feel inside. So if I'm demonstrating sorrow that I don't know. And I'm not feeling the way I ought to feel. Regarding me as a new creation. That all things work for my good. All things work together for my good and your good. Now God positioned us to live from the outcome. But still receive the present. And to walk in the full manifestation. But to live from the outcome is to already know ahead of time on how to respond where you are currently now. See, I see the victory ahead of time regarding anything. See, the thing is, you got to know that it has nothing to do with Satan, even though he's sitting there searching. But if we don't give him nothing to search for, he gets to flee. So what's going on with you and God is not the enemy. It's not anything but you. Still in the way. And it could be me. Still in the way. There are no buts to exactly to period. There are no buts. But what about this? And what about that? God don't tempt us with evil. We gotta stop putting that in the atmosphere unaware. That we have to go through negativity in order to receive positive results. That's not so. The only way we are tempted, if we are drawn away, if we are drawn away, away from who? Away from him. By our very own lustful thoughts. Doubt is a lustful thought. Fear is a lustful thought. Guilt is a lustful thought. Pity is a lustful thought. Because you're taking your eyes off him, putting it on yourself. And me putting it on myself. Everything is set up for you to prosper. It's already set before us. And you know how it's set up? With a plate and utensils. At the master's table. Ready to sup. And I mean spiritually sup. Why are we crying again? Why are we worried again? If we already know the outcome. So why are we worried? Through the preparation? So the thing is. Is it that we don't want to go through. The necessary steps. To go higher. And become more like God. So let's say to God. That I don't want to let go of all of my ways. Not just yet. Because I'm still fighting it. I'm still tugging and pulling from all of your ways as an even exchange for all of my ways. All of you got for all of me. So something's going on if I feel like I'm being challenged during a time of acceleration. Come on. 
You don't have to go through a challenge anymore. You don't have to go through hardships anymore. But you must continue to renew your mind in order to know that. And if we know that, we will begin to show that. And as we show that, it's clearly seen through to the glory of that revelation that we received. This is a season of progression. We cannot have a season of progression becoming more like God. The characteristics, the features of God. And yet we put the attention back on us. Because of what we're going through that seems to be uncomfortable and challenging. There are no more storms as a new creation. There are no more mountains as a new creation. Because your eyes are on Christ. You are more than a conqueror as a new creation. The old of you in the way of thinking like you used to is gone. See, we got to let go. It's gone. We see what happens when we look back. We become a pillar. A pillar of salt. And Christ said, we the salt of the earth. Use that very same thing to cause someone to perish, to have us to accelerate. To be the salt of the earth is to stay focused on God. Because the purpose is to bless those, bless those, bless those who you see every day. Bless are those who are persecuted. Bless those who persecute you. What's the beatitude? Matthew 5. Bless are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For righteousness sake. For righteousness sake. Bless those who are persecuted. Not bless those who are discomfort. Bless those who got a, who's having a tantrum. Bless those who got an attitude problem. Bless those who are worried. Bless those who are complaining. Bless those who are doubtful. Bless those who are in deceit. No, bless those who are persecuted. Persecution is not bad. Persecution is good. The only reason why it feel bad and discomforting because we put the attention on us instead of giving the glory and honor unto God. Because he's setting us up to prosper. And we think it's Satan setting us up to fall. That's all we're worried about. His attacks. Who he using? Use all that effort and energy on God. And only him. By only believing. Only believing. I cannot give you words that I don't have. So I don't have no words of not believing. I don't have no words of panic, of fear. I can no longer entertain an earthly reality due to what I physically see. Because from heaven's reality, I can cast them down. And so shall it be established unto me. In heaven's reality, we're the head, never the tail. We're above, never beneath. So everything that I do, it prospers. So nothing can ever cause me and you to ever feel discomfort again. If you feel discomfort, get out the way. Not about you. Not about me. So why are you mad again? You mad because you're prospering? Or are you tugging and worn with your old ways? And you don't want to give up. If we are a new creation, there are no old ways. We be saying things like God and not saying things that sound appropriate from God. God wouldn't say that you have to feel low 
in order to come up high to excel. No, you have to remain low. Because when we are low, we exalt him. And when we exalt him, he exalt us. The world would know due to the transfiguration. It's clearly seen of the glory of God as you transfigure to be more like God. You talk different, you walk different, you speak different. You may be the one who speak outside the crowd. You may be the one that speak amongst the crowd. But you're definitely remembered. No one can never, ever forget a person who walked like God in the earth. Simple as that. We have to really lift our hands up in his presence and say, Father, I'm serious about this walk. I'm serious about making it count. I only get one chance in this earth as it is in the kingdom. On an assignment, I lay my ways down. I lay my thoughts down. How can I come to you without first knowing you came to me? How can I speak for you when you're always speaking to me? And then we say things like people try to rob us. People hate us. They try to snatch things out of our hand. It's the enemy using people to rob me. No. He can't do nothing you don't allow him to. If we live like that, then where's the joy? There's no need for no joy if we live like that. Hallelujah. So feeling discomfort is actually comforting. See, we got to speak like God. God's ways don't make any earthly sense. But the more we become like God, it makes perfect sense because you're becoming more like him. So now his perspective, his perceptions become yours and mine. So persecution is good? Yeah. Why would you consider it bad? To receive good? No. I set you up to prosper. You accelerate it. You're learning. You're growing. So in any way and, you know, any time that any of us can have a tantrum doing growing, that's because you didn't or I didn't put the child's ways behind. And if the old is passed away, it wouldn't be no child's ways left to even put behind. Come on. So everything that you and I encounter is already set up to prosper us. It's already prepared. See, we got to look from the end down to where you are. It's already prepared. When it comes to God's writing, his handwriting, he don't have to backspace. He don't have to erase. It is permanent. God don't make mistakes. I love that. What he says, it is. What he says, not what you say for him, not what you assume it, not what I'm assuming, it's what he says. Now, if we laid our life down, then we will be okay being synchronized. We'll be honored to be synchronized because now his ways, his plan becomes our plan. And what I mean by our plan, it becomes a desire of our heart to fulfill his will. 
his plan in and through our life. That's what I mean. We are one accord. We agree with him and not trying to get him to agree with me or with you. Hallelujah. We have to really meditate what takes place when we lay our life down. It's never for us to ever pick it back up again. So what are we saying now? What ways are we feeling now? It cannot be the old ways because that's passed away, correct? We're progressing. We're going further and further. So the only ways that you have are new ways. And the new ways are God's ways. So if I'm not saying what he's saying, then I'm not receiving his ways. If I'm not receiving his ways, then I'm not progressing. If I'm not progressing, I can't advance. And without advancing, there's no patience. And without no patience, there's no persecution. And without no persecution, there is no faith. Hallelujah. Everything is already set up for us to prosper. We just have to learn the setup. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and this is what happens to me. This is what helps me every time. This is how I see the setup from the finished work, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> from the outcome. From the outcome. It's either before the foundation or the outcome. That's where I live. Not in between. It's too much, it's too many things going on in between. Too many. So I'm living before the foundation or from the outcome, which is the beginning <laughs> and the end. <laughs> Seriously, that's how I live. That's how I use my faith. That's how I receive God's kind of character. Because too many things happen in between. And that's what caused us to really launch fast. Have God to move so fast on our behalf. When we see like him, by seeing things based upon the outcome or based upon before the foundation. I'm trying to tell you. That's saying, God, I believe that you are my beginning, Father. I believe that you are my everlasting end. So anything that goes on in between, I'm still going to believe you. I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to bless your name. I'm still going to lift you up. I'm still going to exalt you. I'm still going to bow before you. I'm still going to lay at your feet. I'm still going to carry on joy. I'm still going to press. I'm still going to praise because I have purpose to press and praise. I'm still going to work with my faith by working patience. I'm still going to stand. I don't even consider a storm. Because you caught me, I'm more than. You said to me, I am more than. You promised me, I am more than a conqueror. I'm a city on a hill. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm the apple of your eye. I'm a masterpiece. What storm, what mountain, what obstacle can even come close to a child of God? Walk like God. You see like God. You hear like God. You be like God. God said, Quenisha, 
Say what I said. Say what I said. No more crying. Crying days are over. No more worrying for us. We are a new creation. Christ-like as Jesus is. We can't take scripture and try to translate due to what we're personally going through, due to our personal feelings and emotions. We have to look at Christ as a perfect example, as the attributes of God's characteristics, of God's heart, of God's soul, his emotions. Not his soul, his emotions. Excuse me. You don't have a soul. It's all spirit. His emotions. God has emotions. He cares. He's faithful. He's patient. He's merciful. His mercy has limits. He can be a jealous God. We put things before him. But he's never ever troubled. Our father is never ever troubled. He's God all by himself. Now if we settle with this as a new creation, not a new creation, thinking back as the old creation did, it's no way you can mix the two. It's no way I can mix the two. Now we are a new creation. Positioned before God and God's righteousness, for we are the righteousness of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Persecution don't mean going through hardships. Because we got to know hardships, the enemy would throw at our way for us to be troubled. Considering hardships. To be a setup for us to fall. But a hardship is not a hardship when you're walking with God. It's an opportunity for prosperity. So I got to go through the necessary steps to become more like God. More better. If I put the childish ways behind, it wouldn't be a challenge to become more like God. If I feel or you feel that you're struggling because you're not trying to let go of the childish ways. A childish way is pointing a finger at yourself where he gets all the glory and honor. Thinking that everybody against you, you're going through a hard time to receive your breakthrough. You're troubled, you're in sorrow, you this and you that. Get your eyes off yourself, please. And so will I. Because that's not even nothing about what God is doing or God is saying. Because he wouldn't be saying it to me if it was so. Because he's a man that he shall not lie. Neither a man that he shall repent. If he said it, he'll do it. Because if he said it, he mean it. And if he said it, it's already done. We have to live in a lifestyle to know that it's already done. It's already finished. So why complain if we already know the outcome? Dying to self. I love how he said, the life that I now live, the life that I now live, now live. It's unto Christ. 
unto Christ. Living unto Christ. The life we want now. Now. Now live. Unto who? Christ. The life we want now live. We are now living. Unto who? Christ. Think like who? Christ. Speak like who? Christ. Demonstrate who? Christ. We are examples of the example. Which is who? Christ. We stand like Christ. We know and we believe like Christ. Because we are Christ-like. I can't give you what I don't have. And I don't have anything to release. That's not Christ-like. Hallelujah. Mohani. Sakanamo sashataniani. Can't no devil touch you. He would have been did it. He has to get your permission first. And if you don't focus on him, he has to flee every time. Kill, steal, and destroy is to take our attention off of God and put it on ourselves and us to be in our feelings regarding what's contrary to what's actually taking place. It's time to celebrate for the rest of your days. Not cry and then celebrate and then be fearful and then celebrate, then focus what's going on in the world and then celebrate, then call forth things on the news and then celebrate. We're walking with the good news. We can celebrate. We are the good news. We can celebrate. We walk with God. We can celebrate. We experience God. We can celebrate. We're in the image of God. We can celebrate. I'm ready to take off. Literally, and fly with no wings and still get off my feet. That's how great I feel, I'm trying to tell you. I cannot give you what I don't have. I don't have negative news. Negative news is saying sorrow going to come when you walk with God. Persecution is bad. But still endure No persecution It sets you up to prosper So it's actually rewarding to be persecuted Because that means I'm right where I'm supposed to be It don't mean that it's bad that I'm where I'm supposed to be It means that it's good So why am I complaining again Mosakiani Don't just open your eyes Not me just open my eyes Open up my ears Open up my heart. Open up my spirit. Open up every part of me and every part of you and remain open. We got to watch what we're saying. We got to say what he's saying. How can we do what he's doing and we're not even saying what he's saying? 
the difference between the old you and the new you. The old man and new me. The difference is the transfiguration. Due to the transformation. See, now you guys can hear more of God through me. You can see more of God through me. You can see the glory. You can encounter the glory. You can encounter the love. You can encounter the joy. You can encounter the peace. You can encounter the patience, generosity, the faithfulness, and the self-control. And then goes the working of the miracles because the wisdom and the knowledge. Now I got the prophecies. Now I'm able to interpret the tongues by speaking in tongues and receive the free gift of diverse tongues interpretation. Hallelujah. We got to stay yielded and stay open. Father, how am I supposed to think? How am I supposed to feel? Show me, Lord. Show me. In that case, many of us be afraid to ask God for things if we got to feel low in order to go high. Who would want to ask him anything? No. You take the necessary steps. We step up. We don't step down. But we remain low, but not feel low. And to be low and remain low is taking steps high. Freely it was given to me. Freely, freely, freely I give it out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes we're so quick to just shout, yeah. It sounds good, yeah. It feels good, yeah. And then God could call you away when you're by yourself at home and say, hey, daughter, son, about that message you've given today or about that prayer you had go up today, let me explain what you said by showing you how to respond, to never respond that way again. Because we don't have to feel the ways that we think we have to feel. Those are the old ways of feeling before we said, yes, God. That's why many people don't want to give God a chance because they're thinking that they go through hardships because of God. No one go misrepresent my father. I told you that. Not having it. Not even me. Especially not even me. That's why I stay in his face. And that's why he stay in mine. Quinesha. Quinesha. Yes, my Lord. Mukani. Yes. My Lord. Mukani. My Lord. Mukani. Mukani. My Lord means Mukani. Quinesha. What you saying? What you saying? I called you away. I isolated you. You got to stand out. Because you got to say what I say. That's not what I'm saying. I never said any of that. I 
I never said you have to feel low. I never said you have to feel sorrow to feel the joy. I said outside of the sorrow, here comes the joy. And no one can experience joy outside of sorrow until it's surrendered over to me. That's the transformation from sorrow to joy. To upset, to being glad in it. From thinking that persecution is to set you up to fall. No, it set you up to prosper. So it's really beneficial. It's a necessity to your walk. Let me say a divine necessity to our walk. We have to be confident, much more confident. Spending more time with God, we'll speak more like Him. Seriously, guys. Seriously. I start with myself, with everything, to let you know I'm also included. Hallelujah. No one should have to feel like, it's going to be okay, baby. Stop crying. Uh Uh-uh. What you crying for? Do you know who you are? Let me show you. Now let me tell you. Let me show you. Hallelujah. We can't give what we don't have. And the old ways of doing things are passed away. So only thing we do have to give are the new ways, the new thoughts. So what are our new thoughts? And what are we releasing due to our new thoughts? And our new ways? It has to be Christ-like. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I've never been so glad to see all the persecution that God blessed me to continue to prosper in. I'm so glad because outside of persecution, there are ways that we don't want to live. And that's not living unto God. Because there is no persecution outside of God's will. But you're going to have whatsoever you say in the will or not. And I'm going to have whatever I say. Because we have that much power to have what we say. Being in God's image and likeness. As a creation. As a creation. I didn't say new creation. As a creation. Everybody have the ability to say and see. But as a new creation, we know what to say because of what we want to see. We don't call things forward that we want to cast down. Hallelujah. So, you and I should be overwhelmed with joy. And gladness. Because everything you encountered, that's God all in it. Not Satan, not man. Satan waiting for you to give him an opportunity to come in and devour you and devour me regarding everything that God has spoken to you and me. Hallelujah. No one is against you. Satan is. Your brother, your sister, I mean, when I say no one, is against you. 
God don't tempt us with evil. We be tempted when we join away under our own lust, due to our own lust. And how do we come away in that way? By taking our eyes off of God and putting them on ourselves. There's a time of progression. That means all of God, none of us. And Satan is waiting for opportunity to come in to have you and I think that it's about us and not God. Because we're thinking about the persecution in a bad sense. But in God's eye, it's for us to prosper. We cannot prosper without it. Persecution is nothing but elevating. And elevation is just becoming more, growing. Becoming more like God by growing. Advancing due to adjustments that we're making. None of us, God stripping off all the old to receive the new. So what's uncomfortable about acceleration? The only way you and I can feel uncomfortable is if we don't want to put the child's ways behind. Simple as that. What, we, what you crying for? You got a word from God? You believe him? You have to if you serve him. So why are you crying again? Your heart heavy? No, your heart is fixed. You guard your heart. You have on a breastplate that protects your heart. So why are you crying again? Be strong and be courageous. Not be timid and cry. Hallelujah. Let me share this with you guys that God shared with me. I love how he shared with me the mysteries. He said, when you find a mystery, it's yours to keep. God never intended Abraham and Sarah to go that long before she conceived Isaac. God visited them way before and said, you will conceive a son. Hallelujah. But in between the time they heard from God and the time they decided to put matters in their own hands, God took his off. God never told Abraham to take your handmaid Hagar and conceive with her. Ishmael could have been Isaac all along if Sarah was patient enough to wait. God never intended for Abraham to sleep with Hagar and for Sarah to tell him to do that. And once he obeyed his wife and disobeyed the voice of God, then he had to go through the necessary steps to be converted once again. Because she began to persecute. And I mean, literally, not even, let me say, Disrespect, not persecution is good. She began to disrespect Hagar and Ishmael and told him and both of them to leave. And Abraham said, Didn't you say you wanted me to do this? You wanted me to sleep with her and conceive with her. I did what you asked of me, disregarding what God said to him. They both did. 
Abraham, full of faith, full of love, being a friend of God, had to watch this son of his be mistreated because he was outside of the will of God due to conception. He wasn't the one to be promised, but he still was here. And during that time, Abraham realized what he did was wrong. He began to gain control back over his home. Take control, take back control. Now, not being controlling is a difference for a husband. Not to be controlling, but to take control. Again, I say not to be controlling, but take control. Adam and Eve would not either go through that if Eve would not try to talk him into it. If he had taken control. No. God said this, woman. Sarah, no. God said this, woman. No, I would not conceive with Hagar. That's not what God said. So he began to take control back. And then once he went back to a place to hear from God again, God sent this angel. Said to Sarah, you will conceive. Don't forget the promise. And she mocked him by laughing. She didn't know that he heard her, but he did. He didn't say nothing to her. He said something to Abraham. Sarah laughed at me when I told her what God sent me here to say. Abraham confronted Sarah. She denied it the first time. I didn't, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did, woman. Because the angels wouldn't lie. The messenger wouldn't lie. You did laugh. You did, Mark. Yeah, I did. Because look at me. Look how old I am. I'm barren. But the thing is, God never intended for you to think that it will happen when you are barren. It just took that long for you to get the visitation to receive the confirmation. Within that time, that's how long it took for God to get your attention. And God is still showing up and showing out because he's faithful at what he do. When he make a promise, he's faithful to deliver. So no matter what age you are, I said you would conceive. And guess what, Sarah? If you and Abraham would not have had a humble ear and a humble heart to hear what the messenger had to say, you would have to wait longer to conceive. I'm trying to tell you. You would have conceived. You wouldn't have went home until you conceived because I promised you that, but you would have been older. See, when Abraham took back control, then that's when God sent the messenger. <laughs> and that's how God showed that Abraham took control by him saying, Sarah, yes, you did mock him. <laughs> you spoke up to your wife this time. You won't get me again. You did laugh. See, first he chose Sarah over God. Now this time he chose God over Sarah. And that's when the promise came. And that's when the name change came. Hallelujah. We can't put our hands in. And we all know what that's like to put our hands in. God would take his off. How long it would be, guys. God said it just happened to take Sarah that long to have an ear 
to obey her husband by obeying the voice of God through her husband to even conceive. See, when we be impatient and be anxious, it robs us. And how does that happen? By us being vulnerable due to it. And here comes Satan. Oh, you're vulnerable. Oh, let me tell you that it's never going to happen. Do it look like it's going to happen? Because it's not going to happen. You don't even have the same shape, have the same insides, even conceive what's supposed to take place. Ishmael was supposed to have been Isaac. Let me tell you something. Oh, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. Seriously. When Holy Spirit speak through me and speak through us, when it gives us a fresh revelation as we were releasing the word, it causes us to stop right there. It's like Selah, like pause. I can't even finish the sentence. Ishmael was supposed to Ben Isaac. But you sent your husband during the time of conception to another woman. And mistreated that woman and that boy who grew up to be a man and you kicked them out. And Abraham felt bad, but he had to listen to you when he is in control over the marriage. But not controlling, but he must take control. Hallelujah. Just like Job did. Took control. Curse God and die, baby. No. It's amazing how Satan took everything from Job, but he didn't take his wife. <laughs> he took the kids, but not the wife. Why? Because somewhere in that marriage, Job honored his wife that much that what she said mattered to him. And he will consider what she says due to her love that he, I mean, his love that he had for her. So Satan thought, this is new revelation to me. So Satan thought, if he keep the wife and have the wife to convince him, then there's a chance that I can rob him. Because I already know, this is Satan thinking, I already know God's going to restore him back. He's not going to have it gone permanently. He's going to restore him back to have much more. So let me keep him from the much more by having her to say something and see if he would consider what she's saying. But he did not. He prevailed not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God found Job faithful. Allow God to find us faithful. God didn't have to sit there and go back and forth with Satan about Job's love and honor towards him, loyalty and devotion unto God. You think God going to have him, you know, to prove him wrong? In front of the enemy when God always went? God is in control. If he thought that, you know, Job wasn't, you know, planted and rooted, He wouldn't have said go ahead if he knew that was going to set Job up to fall. But he knew that Job would stand firm 
Because he knows that it's set up for him to prosper. Even though it didn't look like it, feel like it, he wasn't moved by the looks or the feeling. Now, it was times that, you know, you got to stir yourself up. I got to stir myself up. But through it all, we are fully persuaded. And it shows if we're persuaded or not due to the transfiguration. That was Job's transfigurating moment. Looking at his health falling. Looking at everything that was taken away from him. That's transfiguration. Because I'm still standing in spite of everything look like it's fault. You know what? Jesus Christ. That's transfiguration. <laughs> when something don't look like and you still stand. Praising that cannot be contained. A praise that cannot be contained in the midst of things not looking like it's prospering. Clapping your hands without even receiving money in your hands. I'm trying to tell you. God. Hallelujah. God is calling the men to take back control over the home. Many of us women not giving the right advice. But we are now, as of right now, because I declare and decree that every husband take back control over the home and have it in the priority order how God have it to be. Prioritize in the order God have it to be. Hallelujah to every home, to every marriage. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I thank you for engaging, actually. Hallelujah. So know that the old is gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Never to pick it up again. Carrying your cross is never picking your life up again. Because you're carrying your new life. And the old one is gone. Christ didn't carry the crucifixion. Christ, excuse me, carried the resurrection. That's a symbol of the cross, the resurrection, not the crucifixion. Went from crown of thorns to a crown of life. That's transfiguration. Disconnected to being connected back. That's transfiguration. Hallelujah. So persecution is good. Never consider yourself or me can consider myself feeling discomfort upset, frustrated, everybody gets me, all these obstacles, all these storms. What are you talking about? You a new creation. You have authority. You have dominion. So why are you putting up with that? You better exercise your authority. It's setting you up to prosper as you use your authority. Because you're becoming more, and I'm becoming more like God with our authority. Hallelujah. You've been authorized to use authority. Hallelujah. I love you. Greater is he who's in us. Greater. Greater. I'm going to say it again. You've been authorized to use your authority. Let me say that one more time. You've been authorized <laughs> to use your authority. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in us than he who was in the world. Freely it was given to me. I'm going to freely, freely give. I love you so much. Thank God for your impartation. Transfiguration comes from transformation.
I love you.